0: Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we're looking back at, I think, a favorite of both of ours. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. But before we do that, we have some feedback, as we do have on occasion. We always like to read it out, as regular listeners will know. So uh, I think I think we've got feedback on two fronts, actually. First and foremost, Mark sent me a message in the week. You did watch Raggy Dolls with your children.
1: Yes, I did.
0: And well, what did I say, say that think, yeah. I
1: watched it and they kind of went, Can we go now? Okay, so there we go. Yeah. So I did say I I'd be interested to see. Yeah, it yeah, lasted a couple of minutes, but I mean, and I think that we, t- we talked about it last time when we were talking about you know, the, the animation's fairly crappy. The performance isn't brilliant. The storyline's not there. And why would they watch that when they can watch anything on Disney Plus or anything on Netflix that's kid appropriate before I get the complaints there? Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but you know, so I mean, th- there's the. In general, the quality of of animation is, is vastly improved um, since the 80s, as you, as you can imagine, it's, we're 30-plus you know, years removed. Um, but, yeah, they, you know, they just weren't interested in this. Nothing happened, and they were just like, yeah, whatever, bored.
0: It's a shame, because I did wonder whether it would still hold up for, for modern kids, and and I guess it doesn't then. So that's, that's question answered. That that was something I was curious about, <laughs> so I thought other listeners may like to know as well, just because we threw it out there at the end of the last show. Um, but we have had some feedback in about Raggy Dolls as well, specifically, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have. So we had um, a fairly lengthy post um, on the uh, on on the episode from Arthur Adams. So thank you for listening, Arthur, and reaching out. Um, I'll read it in full and then we'll we'll go back through it. And there's a few points which I'm not quite in agreement on, but we'll we'll take as we come.
0: That's part of feedback. We know it's great. If if we can encourage debate, that's great. And look, not everybody's going to agree with us. Christ, half the time we don't even agree with ourselves. So that's that's all good.
1: Okay. so, yeah. So this is what Arthur had to say. Even when you do a late replacement podcast, how can you know so little about the writer, narrator, and composer slash performer of the theme tune? Yes, he was the same person who was the wizard in Puddle Lane. His surname rhymes with Guinness. So apologies for that. That was my fault. But reading off the screen, you kind of go with what you go with. So uh, his surname rhymes with Guinness, and he was a musician rather than an actor. He was a founder member of the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band and a collaborator with Monty Python. He appeared with Eric Idle in Rutland Weekend Television, which went on to spawn the Ruttles, uh, for whom he wrote all of the songs. You should also check out the Innis Book of Records, which has recently appeared on YouTube, posted by someone using the handle Cleops. Also, the number of suppositions you make, which then lead you to decide th- uh, decide about things that happened behind the scenes and why the decisions were made without knowing either the budgetary constraints or how many of these decisions were due to the programme makers or ITV, was unforb- unforgivable. Incidentally, Neil took time off from his career as a musician and inst- uh, instead took the jobs of Raggy Dolls and Paddle Lane so he could spend time with his young family while they were growing up. Your dig at him for doing everything including writing a thing in the theme tune was a little bit below the belt, as writing and performing songs had, until then, been his main occupation. Your comments about inclusivity uh, show a woeful knowledge of what life was like in the mid 80s and early 90s. This is probably explained by your age, but you really shouldn't jump to conclusions. My daughter used to watch Raggedy Dolls, and whenever I saw it I thought it was a bold move to use characters whose outer traits were less than perfect, but who internally were just as good, if not better, than so-called perfect toys or people. The character of Sad Sack was inspired by the name being used in the lyrics of Jailhouse Rock, wherein he is said to be sat in a corner weeping all alone. So not really anything to do with Eeyore, although they do have similar personalities. I could go on, but it's time to get on with preparing the tea, so I won't. And you're right, you do spend way too much time off topic. But well, you got the last bit right. I was going to say, you're, you're <laughs> right about that, uh, Arthur. So,
0: so, Well, first and foremost, thank, thanks for writing in, and thanks for putting us straight about uh Neil Innes's name then. If it rhymes with Guinness, it's Innes. And Innes Book of Records, incidentally, is a very good pun in that case. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't it? First and foremost, I hope you enjoyed your tea. You could have told us what you were having, because uh, now Inquiry Minds want to know. Yeah,
1: um, I'm kind of hungry now as well. Yeah, uh,
0: but yeah, th- there's a lot to unpack there. Um, first of all, how can we not know? Uh, well, quite frankly, we have never and have always been open about the fact that we do very little research for this show. That is not the the kind of onus behind the show. This show started as a way of us looking back at these cartoons that, that we remember so fondly and seeing whether they hold up today and what they mean to us now as men yeah. rapidly approaching middle age and, and how they hold up to modern life. Now, very early on in our first episodes, we did start doing extensive research and those episodes were very, very dry and very, very long. And I think by about episode two, we had both decided that that was not that's not what we want to be. We're not a history podcast. No, um, no we're, we're
1: not a fact file show. And that that content does exist if if that's what you want. Um, and so sort of, um, all power to, I say the the Innis Book of Records as a, as an example. If that's what you want from people, then that content is there. But that wasn't a show that we were interested in doing. Um, and I think that what you pick up from those first couple of shows, is if we're bored, we're not really going to hold anyone's attention very well.
0: No, no. And and look, there are absolutely shows that we could talk about at length without doing research. Raggy Dolls wasn't one of them. Um, but we also felt that we didn't need to do extensive research to even hold a conversation about it because we both remembered it so well. And it was something we remembered fondly. Now, as far as the suppositions go, I don't think we did make that many suppositions. We, and where we did, we prefixed them. Yeah, we, we made
1: a couple, but we did preface it with we don't know, but I'd imagine. And that I mean, is based on what we've found from other shows. Um, so we were quite upfront about that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, again, sorry if, if you if you took offense to that, uh, Arthur. I don't know, don't know where that came from, to be honest. Um, but th- I, what I'm saying in a, in a roundabout way is um, I think maybe you just don't like our shtick, um,
1: which is fine. We're not we're for it, everybody. No, you would, you're, know, you're not the only one.
0: Yeah. I mean, Christ, I annoy pre- myself. Our,
1: our own um, wives don't listen. So, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I know I annoy myself most of the time. Um, but nevertheless, you know, as as we always say, it's when people disagree with us, I'm fascinated to hear that. And it, it is great that that your daughter enjoyed braggy Dolls. And I wish I did when I re-watched it, because I certainly did as a child as well. Um and it you know, it's, it's always interesting to learn new things. I didn't know any of that stuff about Neil Um I was vaguely aware of the Bonzo Dog Doodob and never heard anything by them Um yeah,
1: I, think, I think we did mention the collaboration with monty python because that appeared on one whatever page i was reading um as i re- as we were recording possibly uh, uh i don't yeah. know i mean um, it was very it was very much a oh you worked with monty python blah, 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 blah. that was, was kind of it I ago, so <laughs> yeah, who knows,
0: i can't i can't remember what happened two days ago uh so so i'm not sure um but no th- as i say thank you for writing in i'm i'm glad that there are people out there to whom this show matters so much that they got impassioned enough to write in because as yeah. i said on the show it, it left me feeling kind of meh and i wanted more from it and so clearly there is more from it the people again and i think that's great and and i really do appreciate you writing in to correct us on that um however it, it's not going to change my opinion i'm afraid um i still think that the show was not quite everything it could be i, I don't know where the sad sack him thing came from unless again maybe that's something that, that we didn't pick up on research but if if he was based in any way on a character from jailhouse rock that as far as i'm aware was never mentioned in any of the episodes i saw and certainly didn't yeah. come
1: through in no, the I, text i didn't take that up either. Uh, um I mean, the, the comment about no i mean anything to do with Eo. again we we compared him to eor we didn't say that there was any relation other than they had similar personalities so you've kind of taken the words out of my mouth there
0: uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not going to turn this into a into a defensive no, 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 no. rant or anything. As I say, everybody's opinion is valid here, and we absolutely encourage this kind of discussion. Um, I I just feel like maybe there's actually supposition made in the email um, as to I mean the comments about us not knowing what life was like in the 80s. Um, well, we, we both there. grew up in the 80s. We
1: were there in uh, in, fa- in fairly poor areas as well.
0: Well, well, I was just about to say more moreover we did actually preface that whole conversation with actually in the areas we grew up in this is what society looked like that was the very start of that conversation so we were speaking from experience there um so it, it look if where we grew up isn't the same as where you grew up and i'm sure it's not the same as where 90 of our audience grew up because i know we get a lot of overseas listeners as well so that's why we preface these things you know diversity is a wonderful thing and should be celebrated so if you've got a different as, experience as as to us the show. It, exactly then then that's all cool but um we did we did definitely prefix that um so yeah anyway i don't want to spend all day um, sort of just addressing these points. I, thank you very much as a self for writing in and thank you for the information when we come to do our puddle lane podcast, which we will. Yeah. Um, obviously we've got that moving forward. So that's that's really helpful. Um, and and as we always say if if we put our foot in it and if we get something wrong, listeners correct us because you all know Christ I say it every episode, I do fuck all research and I'm not ashamed of the, the whole point of this podcast is to go back to these shows cold. If we remember stuff, it's because we genuinely remember stuff. There, is, there are things rattling around in my brain. I've got far more useless information than any sane person should have. So when I throw these things out, and it's quite often why I say things like, I'm not sure or don't hold me to this, but um, <laughs> if we do any research at all, it's Mark that'll do it. So
1: and, and, and as I've said many times, the extent of my research is I have the wiki page open in front of me and I'm reading it as we're talking. And if something pops up, brilliant. And if it doesn't, I just move on. Yeah. So and, it's, it's and, not as if we go out of our way to actually research it. Um, no, and, and yeah, no, maybe that's say, No, maybe that's what some people are looking for. And no, that content is, is 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 online. That content is around. It's just not ready for us.
0: And look, I get it. You know, I have shows that I am so passionate about that. If if I hear people just mishandling them or mentioning names of writers, directors, cast members wrong, it irks me no end. And this is clearly that. Rather clearly, so we've clearly touched a nerve, and so I'm sorry about that, but it ain't going to change the nature of the show, I'm afraid. So no, and, and we are what
1: we now, are. We, I mean, as I said, the, the whole point of, of us doing this show is that by and large we watch stuff that we watched when we were kids, which was a fucking long time ago, um, and we you know stuff that we remember fondly, and then we see if it still holds up, and we that really doesn't work as a as a fact file, um, and that's kind of what we are, and that's what that's what we did, and I think that you no. Know, some, I mean, in some of our previous episodes, we've raved, we've raved about stuff. In others, we've absolutely ragged on it because it just doesn't hold up. And you no, know, so certain things are problematic now. Certain things would have been problematic at the time and just kind of got swept under the carpet. So yeah, we just kind of go, we kind of go with what it, what it feels like now, and and that's all we can really do.
0: And we will consi- and we will continue to do so. Um, so, nevertheless, as I say, thank you, Arthur, for writing in. If anybody else, incidentally, wants to weigh on in on this topic, then please do. Um, we will read any and all feedback. Um, we won't shy away from anything. If we get things wrong, I'm the first one to say we fucked this up and we got this wrong. So, apologies to the estate of the late Neil Innes, wherever they are. <laughs> Maybe Arthur's France, one of France, I believe. Well there you go. Um so yeah we fucked his name up. It won't be the first or the last name we fuck up and it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over. Um and again sorry if that rubs any listeners up the wrong way but here I am come at me if you want. Anyway, let's put that to bed, move on. We're not here to talk about raggy dolls again. That is done and dusted. We did an hour and change on it last episode. It was quite long. We're here this episode to look back as I said right back at the start and as you would have said from uh, gathered from the theme tune, sorry. To look at Clarissa explains it all. Um, it's a big one for me.
1: Yeah, one of the I ones mean, I, I was nervous about. So yeah, I mean, I, um, I came to this. This was on uh, Live and Kicking, wasn't it? When when Going Live finished on BBC One on Saturday morning, and they went, they moved to Live and Kicking. They so they upgraded. They they moved for a, a new, a new audience. And this was one of their early things. They had this and X Men, didn't they?
0: Uh, I. I'm not sure that this may very well have been on live and kick. And I know I was going to say, I know it because it was on literally every fucking day at about, well, basically between like five and six or might've been six and seven. I'm not sure, but it was like a late evening slot, uh, early afternoon, late evening when you're that age, anyway, yeah. uh, slot on Nickelodeon. And it, it sort of filled an hour and then slowly all of the other shows started drifting through because this was, I don't know if it was, but I'm pretty sure it was the first through the door.
1: This was one of seven. Yeah. One of the seven original shows they did. Yeah.
0: And when I say first through the doors, it was like after this, you got the likes of your sister, sister, your Keenan and Kel. As we talked about on the Sabrina the Teenage Witch episode, like this was kind of,
1: I feel, the the genesis of that Mm. sort of wholesome American
0: teen comedy live action show.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the thing is that you've had stuff in the past where you had things like Happy Days, and then it kind of died off. And then you went into your more conventional sitcom, your family sitcoms, things that, you know, um, Family Ties and uh, Fall House and stuff like that. And then this was kind of a reintroduction to stuff like that. And it really did kick off because I don't know, all of a sudden you had all these cable channels, you had Nickelodeon, you, know, you had um, stuff like Saved by the Bell and all the various identical versions of that that came through with slightly you know, slightly different hooks. So, And this really did, did sort of uh, kick this off. And then by the time this went into Sabrina, I mean the the end of this show she goes off to enter in a, a magazine or a newspaper and you know, instead of going off to college and then by the time sabrina starts you get the end of high school her going off to college and then going off to become uh, a reporter so the, there's kind of a thematic element to it as well um but yeah i mean this one i say it was on as so i i didn't have um we didn't have cable or, or sky so I, had, I saw it on um on i kicking and one thing i do remember quite vividly was andy peters um god bless him um he, one of the characters. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's not, he's not dead, is he? No, no, he's just he's a just shadow Christ. of the man he used to be.
0: The way you said that, I'm like, what the fuck is Even Did nobody tell me that Andy Peters died? What the fuck? It's,
1: it's 2020, might have done. Well, um, then.
0: That
1: was genuinely a concern. No, I was um, like, as far whoa, as I'm oh aware, I mean, he he pops up on uh, on Chris Moyles every now and again, so I think he's still alive. He's just a national treasure, so I, that's why I threw that in. Yeah, um, I'd be good. One of the one of the characters he played in, in some of the skits they have done live kicking. He, he had a fairly, uh, given the age difference that there would have been between him and Mister Joan Hart, he had a fairly unhealthy obsession with the character, um, and that always sticks in my memory.
0: Um, I had a fairly unhealthy Obsession with the character as well But yeah, I was age appropriate um, yes, So, so you're
1: you know. I mean she would have been about 16, 17 and he would have been About 30
0: Yeah well I mean Clarissa in the show Is more like kind of 13, 14 Yeah I think she's supposed to be, she be 14 when it starts Yeah I mean I, as the show Goes on she ages appropriately And you, and you can tell because she grows two teeth uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can tell You watch the early episodes uh, Yes look, I said about useless facts okay Useless fact I do know about Melissa Joan Hart. She was she had some sort of issue when she was younger where she was missing two teeth. I think she was born without them, hmm. and you see them in early Clarissa where she's just got. And I know because I got the same fucking thing, and you probably can't see it on camera, but I have the exact same issue. Yeah, so like, was, like slightly gangly when I set back a bit. Yep, yep. yeah. Far so, on the bottom as well. Yeah, so it stuck out to me a lot as a kid because I was like, oh, she's got the same teeth as me, uh, and then she fixed them, and I was like, what's happened there? Hollywood, How do I do Hollywood that? Money. How do I do that? So I
1: went to the dentist and they told me I could have a brace if I wanted one. Fuck that. Um, (laughs) No, I I went the other way. I had one. I wore it for two years. I wore it every fucking day. I had it taken out on the Wednesday. On the Thursday night, I played rugby for the school. I kicked in the mouth and undid the fucking lot of it.
0: uh, I I had one, wore it for all of a day, decided I didn't like it, left a horrible taste in my mouth. And I just couldn't get on with something being stuck in my mouth. Um, Leave that. Leave it, leave it, leave it, it, leave it, leave it.
1: Leave it. Yeah. I, I, was, I was going the case yes. because
0: you were a fat kid. Oh, I was okay. going okay. because yeah, you know, yeah, that would yeah. be too so easy. Yeah, I was a fat kid. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh Off topic already. Arthur's fucking fuming already with us.
1: Let's be fair, he ain't still listening.
0: Uh No, he probably stopped listening after we rebutted the Raggy Dolls email. If he even bothers listening to this one. I don't know. Um Incidentally, if we do spend too much time off topic, generally listeners do write in like Arthur didn't let us know. We do I mean, again, we try to keep this thing on the rails, but... Fucking you, hell. You, if you've listened to us for long enough, you know by now yeah, that. I mean,
1: so we've cool. been doing this show for three and a half years. You kind of know by now what you're getting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, somewhere in there, we'll randomly talk about the actual show that we're talking about. But anyway, to, oh get, to get back on topic, yeah, so you could see her age She grows teeth. Um, and the. You don't so much notice it with her though, as you do with Ferguson, who basically just becomes an adult like overnight. You notice know, it with Sam
1: as well, um, because if yes. you look at the look at um, I can't remember his name, um, the actor, but if you look at him on the credits, he um, what's his name, uh, Sean O'Neill. He when he so he flips in on his skateboard. He's very he's kind of skinny, he's kind of short, A little bit goofy looking, and then by the time you get to the, the fifth season, he's he's really bulked out. He's really sort of grown into his body. Well, um, again,
0: we we talked about this weirdly. I mean, like, obviously, there is going to be throwbacks to the Sabrina episode, yeah. but we did talk about this on the Sabrina episode as well. How um, it's it's easier with teenage girls to keep them in these roles for longer because boys just visibly age quicker.
1: Yeah, um, you what know, the, the shape of their faces changes. changed. Obviously, you get you no know, the issue with hair and shit like that, but the, the definition changes and like the shape of your face changes. You you broaden out a bit. Yeah, so you know, your shoulders get broader, your chest gets broader. Um and yeah, it it is a lot harder to disguise that. Whereas you know, it's quite quite common that you see um women in their late teens, early twenties even playing teenagers. Yeah. Um on TV show. It's you know, it's 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 practically no, it's practically normal on American television.
0: Yeah, it's it's accepted you go for somebody in their early twenties to play a sixteen year old. That's that's just what happens. Um didn't necessarily happen here. Melissa John Hart wasn't massively older than Clarissa I seem to remember. I think she was kind of 15, 16. I think, yeah, I think um, by the time,
1: time we finished she was about nineteen, twenty. I think. Yeah and then went on into Serena. Well I think um, she went in playing as a 17, 18 year old didn't she because it was like her her end of high school and, and going into college. I think when it started didn't we say she was 16 was she? She was, was 16, a, 16. It was her yeah, 16th when, birthday wasn't it? That's when she got her yes. powers. Yeah, she so yeah, yeah. her had her last two years of high school. Yeah, um, as the first two years of that show, and then you went into um, you went into college.
0: Yeah, whereas with Clarissa, pretty much the whole thing. I weirdly though, for a show that like the whole thing, she's a schoolgirl. Yeah. Um, she's in school, but you spend very little time actually at the high school. Most of this, and and look, it's a, it's a sitcom, and most of it is spent at the Darlings' house. It's yeah. just in various rooms. Um, it's clearly, I'm going to make suppositions here. Uh, it's clearly very cheap. To produce, um, down but, to the things... But
1: this that... was the model, wasn't it? You, you yes. have a set, yes, and you go back. The... And if, even if you look at you know, some of the biggest grossing sitcoms, you look at things like Friends, that was predominantly done in two sets, or three sets, You had the coffee house and the two apartments. And it's only as it went along, and they got them, they, they started... No, the stories had to expand, and they couldn't just have six people sat around in a coffee house all day. That They had to start introducing they introduced Ross's apartment, they introduced places where people worked. They had stuff outside. Outside? The fuck shoots outside?
0: Yeah, but I mean, the weird thing with with Clarissa, um, other than her maybe being on the porch of the house and stuff like that, you didn't really yeah. get a lot of external shots. So it was all studio. I mean, it was the Nickelodeon Studios in Florida. We've we've talked about that on this show before. Um, it was all all shot there in Orlando. Um, but one of the weird things was like, yes, you'd have the Darling's house set up so they could shoot there very easily, but then. They would there'd be these random flights of fancy every episode it was it was thematic to the show she'd just yeah. go off on a random flight of fancy and all of a sudden they'd be in some fantastical setting which would require another set to be built yeah. but you are at universal Studios so there's half a chance there are there's things laying around that you can use there yeah. you know there's sound stages there and, and away you go i guess um so there was that about it but i think one of the first things that struck me with this and as i say i as I spoke about on Sabrina the Teenage Witch as well, I, I loved this show. I was exactly the right age for it. Yeah. Um. So I remember it very, very fondly. It was always fucking on. So I just watched it. I Like, I've seen episodes of this multiple, multiple, multiple mm. times. Again, as I said on, on the Sabrina show. Um. But the first thing that struck me about this when I started rewatching it is this is the most 90s show oh, that's God, yeah. ever been made um, and I was kind of expecting it to be. So it, that didn't surprise me going in. And I think, had it not been horribly 90s, I actually would have been disappointed. Um, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. as soon as those credits hit from the music to the fashions yeah, to the font to the dodgy video effects of her writing on screen, yeah. it just all. Of even,
1: it, even the straight to camera shit as well. Yeah. It, it just all screamed it straight away. I mean, I, I watched. I I struggle to find um, no, I sort struggle to find stuff being available. And like even now, even when you look at um, uh, you look at the, so the the stuff that's available on Amazon, and that it's there are sets available and there are box sets of like four or five episodes. You can't buy a season anywhere. Um, no, it's very, and that was, very difficult. It's very difficult to track down. Um, I did find on um, Nick Hits, which is a streaming service uh, in America, they're all on there. However, you and you, you get it through Prime, but you have to have an American credit card to do it
0: oh shit i didn't know that was a thing um, I about, it about an hour
1: ago <laughs> but it's yeah you need a way around that yeah has got to really... be
0: a way around that that's that's got me written all over it
1: um um so yes yeah, so, i mean i was going to sign up for a free trial of that it was seven day free trial I, thought I I can blitz this in like you know a couple of hours um but no i couldn't like because my my uh my bank card is british and i couldn't do it um but yes yeah, so it's all on there but trying to track down entire entire runs was very difficult but what i did manage to track down was the first episode and you get this the whole opening shtick of her in the bathroom and she's explaining who she is who her family are um what she doesn't like her name things she likes and dislikes because then it's all out of the way and you haven't they haven't got to rely on her doing this every episode so we learn straight away that she wants no she's she's too young but she she thinks she can drive and she she lives on junk food and she hates um home haircuts so we find that out in the very first scene and then it's done we, ne- we never have to hear about it again it's just every time, every time driving comes up, now we know, oh, that's because she wants to drive. She thinks she's you know, she's responsible enough to drive, and you know, she's, she might not be old enough, but she can do it anyway. So we know that, and that's, that's just stuff that's imprinted from from that very first scene. We learn about Ferguson and the fact he's a little toad, subjectively, yeah. because obviously that's, that's 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 her perspective on it. But you know, So we, we learn about him straight away. We learn about her parents straight away. And then we don't need to worry about it again. So when, they start, when they're talking about their jobs, we know that he's an architect. We know that she works in a museum yeah. that deals with kids. So, we don't need to be introduced to that time and time again. So, when she starts talking, um, I said later in the episode or in, a, in one of the subsequent episodes, she talks about um, her take, the mother talks about the kids going to, to work with her to, to deal with, you know, to do some of these the activities with the kids. We know what that's about. We don't have to, have to explain to us again what she's doing. And I think that was really well seeded, even though it's, it's a fairly throwaway scene. It's only about two minutes. And then we're into introducing Sam. So, um, but it, yeah, it just sort of kind of sticks with you.
0: I mean, there's something, I think, part of the appeal of the show. Then, and to be fair, rewatching it now as well, obviously I don't connect with the material in the same way that I did when I was younger. But as we've talked about before with these shows, you can kind of throw back to yourself in that period, and particularly with this being so 90s. Part of it is that conversational nature of very much it. The the angle I think they played for and got is this is very much just feels like you're hanging out with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. She is talking to you. She is telling you what's happened this week. And that is how the stories are framed. They are framed via Clarissa breaking the fourth wall, delivering it straight to camera, and literally saying, this is what's going on this week. This is what I'm doing about it. And this is what's happened as a result of that. And, you know, these stories, if you can call them that, are incredibly loosely plotted. Yeah. Incredibly loosely plotted. It's far more conversational. And some episodes are more like a series of skits that just hang together. Um, and again we, we talked about this uh, with um, with Sabrina just hang together on just the sheer charisma of Melissa Joan Hart just delivering yeah. that to camera and look she's not as polished in this as she is by the oh, time she gets though. to Sabrina which of course she's not because this is much earlier on but it's yeah. clear that the star power is is still there with her um, so there is something I think and, and it It's not the best show ever made by any stretch of the imagination. There are faults and we'll get onto them. Um, But there is just something magnetic about that style and about her that just gives the gives the whole thing a pass in a lot of areas for me. It's easy going, just like Sabrina was as well, you know. So like there is, like I said, things are incredibly loosely plotted, but because it's a sitcom and because it's conversational and because like they're just throwing gags out left, right and Mm centre... You just kind of go with it as long as they kind of stick the land in. Yeah. You just go, ah, oh, yeah, OK. And you've forgotten about that when I moved on to the next one. Yeah. So I, mean, I
1: think the thing as well, I mean, you look at um, if you were to do this with adults, you would just say, right, there's the scene. Bucket improv it. Off you go.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. This this is our loose story this week. And, yeah. off you know, and you could. Yes, this is aimed at, at teenagers and, mm. and, and and well, sort of. Older and kids and early. I was gonna say tweens.
1: really wasn't that.
0: Yeah, this, this this is where this is pitched. But you could age this up had it run long enough. And we said this with Sabrina as well. And actually, Sabrina did start doing this. You could age yeah. this up appropriately. You could take this model and you could definitely age it up. You know, and we did. We started to see this and look Clarissa is an imitator in and of itself of this regard, but we did start to see this in sitcoms then of the mid nineties, where you were just build around a star, and this was their life for this week in an imagined role. Yeah. Um and, and that was very much a thing. And Clarissa very much falls into that, other than it being Clarissa and not Melissa Joan Hart. It is yeah. it is the Clarissa show essentially. Clarissa is her own thing. Yeah. Um so it I already knew all of that going in. And I already knew there was going to be canned laughter. And I already knew that probably some of the jokes were going to be corny. So I prepped myself yeah. for all of this. Um, it was probably about as bad as I'd expected to be on that level. You know, some of the jokes are incredibly corny. They were in Sabrina as well. Yeah. The canned laughter. I spoke about this on the Sabrina episode. Yeah. annoys the living piss. I fucking hate canned laughter. It ruins everything. Um, so that's not good. But actually... You know what? It does. It does hang together, and and I think all the performances are great as well. I mean, some are yeah. better than others. Some are, admittedly, the better than others. Mother is roping as all fuck. She's not so bad. I mean, the dad is definitely better. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, the the dad the dad very much plays off the annoying dad trope. Yeah, um, but then when he needs well... to be, he 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 gives good sincere dad as well when he needs yeah. to be. Um like... And yeah, so he did very well. Um. Yeah, the mother I thought was. <sighs> She was a bit too ditzy. She was. She was just a bit. She was a bit kind of flaky, and just like that's, oh, that's yeah, her
0: character, yeah. though, isn't it? You know, she works at yeah, the children's it, it museum, it, and you know, it didn't
1: ring. It didn't ring true for what. Like, what they tried to set up with her didn't ring true for the way she performed it. I think there was there were too many bits where, as you know, the the, the father whose name was uh, Joe O'Connor, um, when he had to be sincere, he was sincere. When he had to you know, when he had to be slightly stern or you know, slightly um, more authoritative, he was. Whereas um, Elizabeth Hess, who played um, who played the mother, she was kind of one note and it, there wasn't really any nuance to the performance. She was just a little bit, I don't know, just kind of not, she was there in, in body, but not in spirit.
0: Yeah, I... Um... I guess yeah, I could see it. I could see how she's one note. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that one. She didn't. She didn't annoy me though, particularly. Um, Not as much as Ferguson does. But then his character is to be annoying. Yeah, that's that's right. You can't blame the guy for that. That is the character. He's doing what he's been instructed to do. Um, It's not helped by the canned laughter. That is the problem because he's there pitching for the stalls. And then you get the canned laughter in the background and actually in the audio mix on, maybe it was just cause I was, I watched a lot of these on, on a phone and I have watched a lot of these. Um, they, I know Mark had difficulty finding them, but they are out there if you want them. Um, again, via legal means there is an actual channel out there that you can find yeah. them on. Um, so, you know, I've not, not done anything illegitimate to get them, um, but they are out there. So I have watched a lot of them and, um, a lot of that canned laughter seems to be low in the mix. Like I said, now I was watching it on a phone, so maybe it was that, but it seems really low in the audio yeah. mix on every episode I've watched, and that doesn't help either, because you're like, is that supposed to be funny or yeah, not? That... And I feel like, yeah. it, as much as I hate canned laughter, if you're going for it, yeah, go for it. That, you, you know it, how I sometimes think... it does that build, like canned laughter, they, they do that slight build with it, and then it's like somebody all of a sudden just bashes the fader all well, the it's, way up the top. It's, it's kind of that. that.
1: It's, it's that... Um... That again, it's so the sitcom theory, if you like, whereby you have three, three jokes, three, three laughs per page, or three, gag, three gags per setup, so etc. Right, the first one you get a no, you get a bit of a set of, right, The second one, oh fuck, they've done it again. Oh. The third one, you get fucking guffaws and belly laughs because they've really gone to town on the same joke. That's kind of the way it's set up to. No, that's kind of the way they set it up, and when, especially when you get not kind of laughter that's what they do is they play it. No, it's it's low, and then it's higher, and then by the time you get to the end, it's fucking no, it's massive. Um, and it's why can't laughter doesn't work because you can, you can see, you can kind of pick it out generally in this. You can't because it's, it is solo and it's kind of like they have one, they have just one clip and they just play it, but they just play it over and over and over again. So the laughter is always the same you don't mm-hmm. get the different sponsors. I mean, I, um, I watched, um, Oh fuck. I, I don't know what episode it was. It was, it was a late a late series episode of coupling, um, which Steve Moffat wrote and uh, had, um, um jam- Jack Davenport in. And there's an episode in that where they had an, they had an audience of 200 for, and so the, all the stuff that was inside and all the stuff in the sets they did inside and they had, they played videos of the, the external bits to get the responses and stuff like that. But I always thought that was kind of after and then there's an episode where two people are on screen together and the rest of the cast are watching from the side because they've got to come in and it's pointed out in the commentary and if you listen to it you can hear it but Jack Davenport absolutely fucking pisses himself in the middle of this take which then causes the laughter in the studio to get a lot louder because they're all laughing at him, laughing at the shot, at the at the, the shot. Um, and it's it's one of those that like when it's done well, you don't notice. Yeah. But when it's done poorly, it really does show up the product because it makes it 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 makes it sound like the jokes haven't landed.
0: Yes, and that's and, what it feels like. Yeah. I, I'd almost prefer they just well, I I would always prefer there wasn't canned laughter, but definitely here it's like don't half-ass it. If you're going to do it, yeah. You've gotta if go it's, for if
1: it. it's there, you've got to you've got to use it, and if you're not going to use it, then just save the money and again i think with this
0: show especially because it invites that sincerity because you're in Clarissa's bedroom with her and she she's inviting you in and it's intimate and she's talking straight to you so you're either in her bedroom or she's on the porch or she's sat at the kitchen table and you're just hanging out with her yeah i feel like it would work better without that can laughter because that's just adding this extra element of like oh yeah there's also like 200 extra people here it's yeah. not just us, yeah. Which is which is very that, much it's a what it's they feel like, yeah. You know, because because while she is addressing the camera, breaking the fourth wall, she's never talking to. She's not pitching to the store. She's not talking to an audience at large. She's no, talking, she's talking she's to me. you. Yes, she's talking to you, and and they do that very very well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the canned laughter annoys me. Uh. The performances, I think, are great. The the writing, like I say, there's no. There's no sort of specific story. Generally, an episode will have a loose theme. There will be some sort of running narrative through it. Like, this is Clarissa's problem of the week. But it's generally solved without sort of any major fallout or anything like that. But when you actually look at the writing talent involved in this show... I was going to say, it's fucking chops in here. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, I
1: mean... Doug Petrie, for instance. Yeah, that was the episodes. first one. That so was the first one I mean Doug Petrie. Um, I mean... also Alexa Jung or Junge. Apologies for if I got your name wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I'm reading it on the page. I,
0: I, feel, I feel like this is going to be Mark's thing now. <laughs> Has Mark pronounced it correctly this week? Please let yeah. us know. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, no. Um, one of the principal writers on uh, one of the, the, the later writers on Friends, um, Suzanne Collins, who wrote uh, *The Hunger Games*. I
0: mean, that was a fucking that fucking threw shocker, me. Shocker! That was like that was i saw a name come up on one of the episodes i watched i was like is that the same no, no I, that's why
1: I had to look I, i've I've got the, the list of episodes in front of me and i saw it and they, and like you know wikis like some people have got links some people haven't on their names and shit and there was one i thought isn't that the, isn't that the woman who wrote hunger games no it wouldn't be because no, why would she be writing clarissa but then we had it with um rent ghost where um was martina cole wasn't it? the the author yeah. The yeah very gritty crime author was yeah. one of the one of the uh, the, the the loons in in Render Ghost? It's it's surprising when you get it, things it's like amazing that isn't it? people pop up. Um, so yeah, I mean that was one. There was another one. I can't remember who it was now, but there was another um, writer who jumped out at me as well. Um, and you're just thinking, you know, there's some serious credentials in this show.
0: Oh yeah, massively, massively. Um, I mean, just seeing Doug Petrie's name pop up, I was like, hang on, what? I,
1: yeah.
0: And then then <laughs> I, was, I remembered I was, I was, that I knew that, but I was like, hang on, how? How do I not know that going back to watch Clarissa? And then as soon as his name pops up, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course he did.
1: I knew that. Yeah, I, I didn't. But, I had no idea. I, and I saw his name pop up. really? I can't be the same one.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm for the uninitiated over there because Doug Petrie is um, basically the Whedonverse. Um, he's worked on just about everything Joss Whedon has ever done. Um, yeah, yeah, huge.
1: Some misses as well, though, isn't he?
0: Uh, well, yeah, but that's the Whedonverse he did write in general, film. isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's that's the Weeden verse in
1: general as well. There are the hits are hits, but the misses, ooh, boy, yeah. Um, but yeah, you no, know, yeah. So I mean that that was um, that was interesting seeing seeing those names pop up with with the writers. I thought that was um, again, it's it's telling that you, you know it's a good product because even if it doesn't take too well, or even if it doesn't rate that well, or it doesn't last that long, when you when you see the the writers and what they go on what they've gone on to do, it's like well this no. There's everything they do before it is a calling card. Mm-hmm. So even had, even if this, if this had bombed, you think, well, no, well these, these writers have gone on to do other things, so they, they, they must be pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah, and I think where their talent shows, and, and you know normally, you know, especially if you listen to any of our other shows, you'll know I'm normally the guy that's absolutely nailing people to the cross if the story isn't tight. That is my thing. If something doesn't make sense in the story, if something is superfluous to the story, I'm the guy that's going, no, that's wrong. That doesn't belong there, um, but because this is so loosey goosey, again, I kind of give it a pass on that. And where they're really showing their chops is is in their work with these characters. Yeah. It is it is about you. You know who, and I know it's a sitcom, so they're all broad strokes. But you know who all of these characters are in almost instantly. Like you say, you you know who Clarissa is, and her character comes through both in the performance and the writing as well. Yeah. You know who Ferguson is. You know who Sam is. Like it, those characters shine through. And I think that's where the writers have really cut their teeth, is not so much on, on the plotting, because it, it literally is like problems of a 14-year-old girl every yeah. week.
1: but I mean, that's um, what the show was intended to be. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they, I'm not, they, not criticising okay, They've they hit the that. mark on that.
0: Yeah, I'm not criticising it. it. It does that very well. Um, I would argue it still does that better than anything else. Not that I've watched anything modern that is problems of a 14-year-old, <laughs> because why would I? It's different what, when... You mean you're, you're not a 14-year-old girl? No, funnily enough, I've never been a fourteen-year-old girl, um,
1: and here was but, me thinking you were authentic.
0: Yeah, uh, but that didn't. I mean, that's another interesting thing about the show, actually, as well. We both remember it very fondly, both of course being males, being young boys, um, and we've talked about how shows are gendered on this show before, and how you know it's, it's ridiculous when like Transformers introduced the fucking pink Transformer, yeah. um, and one of the things I think this does very well is at no point. Does it become a, like a, a girly gossip, stereotypical girl show? It, it no. doesn't do that. And later Nickelodeon shows kind of did do that. You kind of had Sister, Sister and Keenan and Kel as the exact opposites where it was like, OK, well, the boys don't really want to watch Sister, Sister. So let's throw Keenan and Kel in there. Yeah. The, but there was no there was no need for that because. I actually watched all of those shows as well. didn't like Keenan and Kel at all, oh, if I'm Kenan honest, but I still watched it because it was bucking on and it came in a block with Sister, Sister and Clarissa. Sister, Sister, Sister I thought was quite good, yeah. um, but I didn't need Keenan and Kel as a as a sort of response to that. And and I don't feel like there's
1: anything in Clarissa that says, oh, well, this is for the girls, even, even though, though it's, it's a female it's lead I mean, and all of that. That was the thing. I mean, it was um, one of those that they... I think it was seen as. I mean, I read something. I can't remember where I read it now. It's not on, on the Wikipedia. But it was seen as a bit of a gamble having a female lead in a show that they were trying that they were trying to kick off a network with or trying to kick off their original programming with because they were like, well, girls will watch it, but boys won't. And it it, it shocked a lot of people because they actually went, yeah, that's a good show. Oh, watch that. I mean, um, this
0: is the thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, I mean, they're right. There's, there would have been a section of boys at my school definitely, but
1: I'm not fucking watching that. Yeah, it's a girl show, it's girl stuff. And and yeah, I I've never I given a fuck about that. So no, I, I said, I mean, I, I I mean, I've I mean, I, I can't remember where I so I, I would have seen it on live and kicking, but I remember reading about it before, be it in a magazine like a like a TV guide or something like that. And I remember reading, well, oh, that sounds really interesting. Mm. And not I know, when this when it first showed in this country on BBC it would have probably be about ninety two ninety three. It would have been I don't know, it Would have been after the original uh, after the first season aired in, in the US, and possibly Nickelodeon over here. Um So I was I was numb. No, I was a bit younger than, than the character. But I was thinking, oh, that sounds quite interesting. And and so I, I you know, and it's funny because you've got you know, the boy climbs through the neighbor's window and you've got Ferguson, who's a total dick wolf. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, everyone can relate to that because everyone has siblings or most people have siblings or cousins or friends who are a bit like that. And they, they can relate to it. So it doesn't matter that it's, it's a female lead. Now, interestingly, um, number one got into a show on Netflix recently. It's a, a, a science show um, called Emily's Wonder Lab. And they do experiments, like weird, no, weird fucking science experiments, like how, like how two used to do. And that's host, um, It's there are only six episodes. It's hosted by a, a petite ginger woman who was nine months pregnant when they shot it, and she'd spent years hawking this around networks. And they were like, "Kid, boys won't watch it. We won't get the demographic because boys won't watch a science show headed by a, by a girl." It's ridiculous. And you it? see the fucking ratings on this thing on Netflix. It's huge, it's and it's a really ridiculous. good show. And it, it's them. They do like weird science experiments. No, they do. They make fucking um, fluorescent paint out of natural stuff. They they make a substance called Black, which is kind of like ketchup. It's a it's a semi so, uh, semi liquid or semi solid liquid. So if you put pressure on it, you know, it holds up. and it, it, it performs differently if you know if you know if you do different things to it. And it's a really interesting show. Clearly I took it in because I remembered what that fucking stuff does. But yeah, you know. um,
0: nothing to do with a petite redhead.
1: No, no, yeah, just checking for me.
0: Just yet. Oh yeah, you did say she was pregnant as well, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, she was very heavily pregnant at this point. But it's a, it's a really good show. I don't I mean, clearly she's she's a scientist, she knows what the fuck she's talking about, and she's designed these experiments to make them interesting for kids. And you no, know, they there are six kids that you know, some are black, some are white, some are Asian. Doesn't matter, they're just kids who are there to do the experiments. And you no, know, it's just she, I don't know okay. So some some are male, some are female. And they they all go in and just fuck about for the day. And today we're doing this, tomorrow we're doing that, tomorrow we're doing that. And they just said, you No. Know, it's a it's a fun show and there's no no there's no reason for everyone to say, Oh yeah, boys won't watch that. Because at the end of the day, it's it's, it's gross science shit. Boys will watch it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's weird, isn't it? I've never understood it. Like I said, I've never understood the need to pitch to one audience or the other, I've never understood no. why He-Man was a boy show and she ra was a girl show. And I will never understand why, for instance, you know, I can watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? But I shouldn't have watched Clarissa, apparently, because of my gender. Um yeah, but I feel bad. I feel like this this just full on sidesteps that ironically um, in the way that we said raggy doll sidesteps, a lot of the issues with the dolls in that it just never mentions that at all. It is, it is never a thing that it's a female lead. It is never a thing that she's best friends with a, with a dude. Uh, You know, there's never any kind of romantic involvement going to go on there. There's nothing. They
1: they kind of allude and maybe half a dozen episodes in the later run where they may or may not be developing feelings. And then they kind of, they go yeah no that's fucking rubbish yeah it i just doesn't I, think, I, I i saw a clip earlier i was flicking through yeah youtube um on the Nickelodeon channel looking at clips and they had they had one and it was like a crushometer whereby you no know, on the one hand they you know they're they're just friends and you no know, the, the whole friend zone thing on the other hand it's you not know, potentially something else and they go through the examples where they're just friends and the examples where they could be a bit more and it's you not know, half a line or a look you no know, a sideways look when the other one's not looking that happens all of twice, whereas all the friend stuff is off the fucking end of the scale. And he's like, well, whether or not they were playing for it, I don't know, but they didn't need it, and they ultimately they didn't resort to it. And that's where so many shows over the years have let themselves down because they 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 find themselves going, all right, what's the natural progression for this show that features a very prominently features a girl? What's the na- natural progression? Right, she's got to pine after a boy, and then yep. at the end they've either got to get together, and it works, or they get together and they ruin each other's lives, but they've got to get together. And ninety nine times out of a hundred, that ruins the show.
0: Yeah, it does. And and I think they they make a point to sidestep that. And actually, and I I again, this is supposition, but I, I mean, it's so clear to me from watching it that I feel like it it's either intentional or it's just inherent to all of the creatives in the show, performers included, um that they very carefully do not fall into any of those tropey pitfalls mm. of having a teenage. Girl lead you know clarissa is smart she's funny she talks direct to camera she is emotionally intelligent as well she you mm. know she never loses her mind and starts giggling over a boy she doesn't write in a diary she doesn't get well she does write in a diary on occasion but she writes eloquently yeah. uh, she doesn't you know she's not on the yearbook committee she's not a cheerleader she's not, she's none of those things she is yeah, just she, a she's, regular
1: she's girl. josephine average
0: Yes, exactly, and and they do very well, and I think that's part of the charm of the show, and that is why it did work so well, yeah, um, across the gender boundaries because it it literally is like just hanging out with. I mean, loads of my friends in school were were female. That was mm. just that was just me. That was that was the way it was, and and it
1: was just like hanging out with friends. Yeah, it's 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 what the show felt like, yeah. um, and that's And that's that's no, that's the same for me as well. I mean, it's something that as you get older, other people make an issue of it for you um and again the easy way out of this or the, the easy way to do this would have been to make an issue whereby other friends or classmates would have you know, would have started insinuating things or would have started making comments or they play up the fact that one has you no know, one has a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend and the other one is jealous and I've, you've seen that done so 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 many times yeah and never does it i mean irrespective of how it works in the story it never works out well for the show no, because ultimately you lose all control of your characters. Your characters lose any sense of rationale. They become one note. They become very silly, and it becomes about how you get the girl, how you get the boy, rather than what your character, no, rather than your character and how you know, how they are dealing with something that may be particularly important to them. It's just right. What, what can I do? And you, you see it now, and you see it in like, think, like Saved by the Bell is a prime example where wherever fucking Zach and Kelly would break up every three weeks. And she'd go out with somebody else or he'd go out with somebody else. And the other one would try and sabotage the date. Yeah. And it's like, it's an entirely fucking unhealthy thing anyway. And yes, okay, you know, it's exaggerated. and You know, you know the way that sitcoms work. You know that if they're together, they're going to be together. And you know, it's it, it's all about getting back to that status quo, getting to that end point you know is coming. But it delivers a very unhealthy message. Actually, that's the normal thing to do. That's you know, somebody who you were so fucking woefully unhappy with that you ended up breaking it up a million times. You, you know, you 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 seek them out to then spoil any other chance they have. Yeah, and it's... I can't. Kind of, I mean, I, I I kind of get it, and you see it in real life as well, where you get people who can't stay together. They break up every two minutes, but then every three minutes they're back together. And it's like clearly something's fucking broken in there. But your 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 natural response is the the least healthy option, whereby you say, right, I go out of my way to now do the fucking thing that's most destructive to me and them. And it would have been so tempting. I mean, they do it. Um, so they did it a couple of times where they alluded to it. and then, But the very last episode of, of um, Clarissa, where she's trying to work out where everybody's, you know, everyone's going off to college and where they're going to be in 20 years, and Sam becomes the first male to get into an all-girl college. Um, and, that's, you know, and he gets rejected by everywhere, apart from this one place who have decided that they, they need to be more diverse, so they let a boy in. Only one in a college full of girls. Uh, so uh, yeah. the last time we see him is that he comes up the ladder and they're, no, and they're, they're no, they're, again, they're very, they're very friendly. They're very proud of each other because she's got this internship in New York and she's going to go off and be a journalist. And, all, and he's got, he's going to college where he didn't think he'd ever get, no, he, he never got to college, never amounted to anything. He's, he's got this win. But then they make the joke out of it that he says, oh, no, I've, they, they, I had the welcoming committee and they were really lovely. I'd love you to meet, meet them sometime. And they're all at the bottom of the ladder waiting. So he calls up these three really fucking hot birds. And there's no jealousy, there's no cattiness. It's just, this is my friend. This is yeah. my friend Sabrina, and they're going off to do something. And they're and like, Oh, come with us! And she's like, No, I'm going to, no, I'm, I'm going to hang out on my own. Not because she's jealous, but because she's going off to college or going off to this internship, and she wants to spend the time at home. Um, yeah. And, and it it's been it would be so easy to play that that she's not happy for him. She doesn't like what she's seeing.
0: Yeah, but they don't go. To, she's she's too smart for that. That's why she's too much of a a person. real person. Yeah, without. Without falling into the tropes of being a neurotic fuck up, which is generally what people mistake for realism
1: in this yes. sort of thing.
0: Oh, they re- they need problems. Look, we all got problems. Yeah, but we're all not you. New- you know, we're all not neurotic fuck ups. that's, that's just not how life. Right. Works.
1: You, you speak for yourself.
0: It, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> all right, but you. But you know what I mean. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't spend every week wondering how the world's going to end this week. I just get through it, okay. And a lot of the times, I could get through it with a smile. Now, I'm fortunate. Some people aren't so fortunate, but. Yeah. That is not every person, and it and it feels to me every time you see something go, like if somebody wants to be gritty, if someone wants to go for realism, ah, oh, give them a load of problems, make them miserable, and yeah. they don't they don't do that. They they don't feel the need to instill conflict between the two of them either for drama because as I said, the story isn't motivated by that. These these stories are so loose, um, but there's something. It's a little bit like Rent a Ghost in that respect, actually. Obviously, a totally different style you know that being very quaint and British but a similar kind of thing of like here is a really really fucking like barely a story for this week here's a yeah. very loose thread that we're gonna hang everything on and now here's a bunch of stupid shit some of it you'll laugh at some of it you won't and this has a similar kind of feel albeit a different setup um it, it's interesting you said it about Sam and the ladder there as well because that is it's like I always thought it was weird as a kid but watching it as an adult now you watch that with him just wandering up the and you're like, right On so many levels, how was that ever allowed? Like, how? First of all, is he bringing a ladder with him, or is there a ladder in the garden? Right, because the ladder gets taken away, doesn't it? Every time he goes down,
1: maybe it's just taken down down. though. But maybe it's put away. I mean, they did it in um, Dawson's Creek as well, quite famously, with um, Joey going up the ladder. And but they made a story point out of it that it was put there because she she broke the fucking trellis when she climbed up it when she was like ten. Yeah, I so mean, it's, and it's and it's a story point they've always done, and they tried to, they they tried to sort of laugh it off here as well in the first episode, whereby even downstairs he won't come through the fucking door; he comes in through the dining room or the kitchen window while they're all having breakfast.
0: I mean, it it, it seems to me like, and again, supposition. I, I'm just I'm going to stop flagging up all my suppositions <laughs> now, right? But I think I'm pretty good anyway of saying, look, it seems to me this is yeah. me clearly saying, yeah, we don't. I know guess, what we think, but apparently I need to be clearer about that. Uh, so. Sorry, Arthur. I know that wasn't a dig I've just no, no. I've, take, I've taken it on board like I, I need to be clear about that it seems to me like the obvious reason like if, if this was me uh, and, and this is all I could do is think of like why would I do this because with this choice there's meaning if this was the, me it's clearly so we don't every week have to have somebody from downstairs shouting Carissa that's, that's exactly Sam's everything. here
1: I, I read that, again, I've read a couple of bits. I've done more, based on the fact we did fuck all research last time and got nailed for it, I've actually done a very little bit of reading. All right,
0: and we're it, getting, but we're, we're so bitter now.
1: We're not. We're, just, <laughs> we're not. We're not at all. Yeah, um, whoa,
0: <laughs> let's let's just hold our horses. You um, know, yeah.
1: But, I mean, I I, so I I did, rather than just read the one wiki page, I read like three. Um, but the, there was a comment from, um, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name, Mitchell, no, nah, the guy created it. Mitchell Kriegman where that was kind of it the reason he comes through the window is that we haven't got to waste time with him ringing the doorbell somebody letting him in him coming yeah, up the stairs, yeah. him, him having that 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 awkward interaction and not only that I mean I I did that with friends when when I was younger and Christ even so in my early 20s with certain friends whereby you do just you know you, you are there that often you do just let each other in you, know, you let yourselves into each other's houses well I've done that just, yeah
0: but you I've through the front door.
1: Like, well, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, generally, because the you know, security is a bit of an issue, certainly with the time where I grew up, you didn't leave your window open. No. You didn't leave a fucking ladder laying around, I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, no, you do have that. So, that, so it's just a kind of extension of that. I mean, I'm, it never really tw- no, it never really twigged with me that that actually isn't a normal thing to do. Okay, the ladder was just an extreme version of it. But yeah, letting yourself into your, into your mates' houses and you know, shouting, hello, shouting hello to the parents who went straight up the stairs to fucking plug into the. Uh, into the nest for a couple of hours. That was the, we thought nothing of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally on board with that. Definitely, you just open the door and walk in. Like that was that was part of the us. But it's just there's something weird about the ladder at the window. Well, there, yeah. is, there
1: there is, but I think it's again, it's it's just done as a device. And I say, it's it's a filming device, but it's it adds to the comedy as well. It just it just it becomes a theme. So the fact that you hear the clunk of the ladder and then you get that sort of that little riff that goes with it as well.
0: Yeah, he has his little you know, opening and, theme, and, yeah. and, she
1: does, and she doesn't look up. She just hi Sam, and no, you, then you see him pop his head above the, no, above the, um, the window frame, the, the window sill. Yeah,
0: so it's the, not so much the coming in, it's the going out. When when she would carry on talking to end the scene, and you'd see the ladder just drop away, <laughs> like. There's attention well, to like detail that. there, right? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. No, there's attention to detail there on a level that I, I just wouldn't even have thought of. Like that, is, and I'd take my hat off to him for that, but it just it makes me laugh. And maybe it's intended to make me laugh. I don't know. But it's just vaguely ridiculous because then you've got this image of either he is gently laying the ladder back down against the side of the house, or he's, or he's carrying it up. over his shoulder and he's taking it or like maybe he's washing windows on the way back. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's knocking yeah. doors, going like wash <laughs> windows for a fiver, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, he always had the flannel shirt on, didn't he? So he could just whip yeah. it off, give it a bit of spit and polish, and do the windows on the way past. Maybe he was a chimney sweep. I don't know. He could have been any of these things. Not
1: in the he bulked up too much.
0: Yeah, but he was just randomly walking around with his ladder. It's either that, as I say, or, or maybe there's like one of those
1: hooks on the side of the house that you can just hang the ladder on. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? We never saw the outside. Oh, that, that part of the outside, anyway, that I'm aware yeah. of.
0: No. Um, he never,
1: not... Did he ever fall out of the window? I don't know. I don't think Because I, so. I can't remember him falling out the window either. I don't think so, but it's a missed opportunity if he didn't.
0: Yeah, definitely. He should have fallen out the window and broken his I arm in one episode or something. Yeah, it would be funny.
1: I think uh, in the first episode as well, I mean, the uh, I don't know if you watched the pilot, but the um, the very loose story is that um, Ferguson took um, Clarissa's right. training bra to show and tell, and and everybody laughed. Uh, because that's the sort of dick move the little brothers do. You know? Yeah. So everybody laughed and she was embarrassed even though she wasn't in the class. Her friend her friend told her. I was told by her sister that it hadn't. So she was embarrassed. So she had this plan whereby she bought these fucking massive balloons, which she filled with helium, and conveniently had a bottle of helium in her closet. So as she was, as you do. As you do. So she was filling up these bottles. These these balloons of helium, and she was. She borrowed a straitjacket from Sam's aunt, who worked in an asylum. Obviously, as you do, as you do. Um, but they had to get it back before anyone noticed it was missing. And her plan was to get Ferguson into the straitjacket.
0: Do you think they noticed there was a crazy person wandering around? Maybe they had a out spare. A straight jacket.
1: Maybe they, they had a couple of spares in case any new loonies came in. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so then so the, the plan was to get him into the straitjacket, attach these balloons to him, and just watch him fly away and possibly you know, fall to his death. Um, like Joust. Yeah, love that. Um, <laughs> stab the balloons as he's going up. So, But what happened was, in the time it took her to get the straitjacket onto Ferguson and to get him outside, Sam managed to hold these balloons down for a good five minutes while the scene's going on. And just as they opened the front door, then he took off. And he, he 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 floated into a tree, the branch popped the balloons, he fell and broke his arm. That was the nearest I think we ever got. I don't but he and in the end of that episode, instead of climbing up the ladder, she had installed some sort of fucking winch and pulley system. Because she was she was lift literally pulling the rope to bring him up the side of the house. To get him in through the window.
0: I mean, that would be hysterical if that was like two years into the run, where it's an established yeah. trope that he comes in through the window. Yes. In the pilot, it's still funny, but it's not as funny. Like, if you're so well, used to coming in the window that he has to have a pulley.
1: Yeah. And not only that, but you do it without explaining it. Yeah. So just at the, and, you know, you, you have the conversation while you're in there. But no, rather than the ladder, the first thing you see is her fucking pulling this rope. I know. And again, because she's only small enough. she's quite small um, at, at this point. I mean, she was, I'd say, she'd have been, what, 15, 16 when she was filming it, but she's quite you know, she's quite small compared to the people she's um, she's acting with, apart from Ferguson, uh, apart from, what's was her name, Zimbler, wasn't it, um, the brother? Uh, Jason Zimbler. Um, apart from him, she was the smallest in the cast, and she's there pulling this, you know, with this pulley, where don't get me wrong, I'd imagine there's other people on it as well lifting, but she makes a real fucking meal of it, because as a 14-year-old girl, lifting up a 14-year-old boy on a rope, coming up two stories, it's going to be hard work. But you start your episode with that, and all, all of a sudden you go, fucking hell, what's going on here? What yeah. is she up to? And then you see him and say, what the fuck happened to him? Yeah, uh,
0: and then you can... And
1: yeah, then you do whatever from there. Yeah, yeah, give you the whole flashback and stuff. But that, yeah, that but is a way...
0: Could, you could tell the entire episode in flashback, if not at that point. That seems like something the show would do, to be honest, anyway. But yeah, that, that's funny in the pilot, but it would have been way funny if they'd done that later on the run. Yeah, they have um, really to you
1: into at that point. I mean, you've only seen him do it twice. You've seen him come in through the bedroom maybe twice, possibly only once, and then once through the kitchen window. So they hadn't really earned it at that point. No.
0: Can you imagine though today, like if that if you saw a fucking kid putting a ladder up against the side of a house and climbing through the window, you'd phone the fucking police. Yeah. Like I, you couldn't get away with that now. Like you could just about get away with that in the nineties, I think, with people just go, oh
1: yeah, that's just, you know, sadest. You wouldn't in the, you wouldn't have in this country. Um in certain areas in the US of some of the quote unquote nicer states, and certainly in the suburbs, that problem I'd imagine that was something that has been lifted straight out of one of the writers' lives. Maybe. I, um, but here no I mean, certainly by the time by the time this show came around in this country, you wouldn't have fucking done it. No,
0: I I still think it's just more of a convenient thing. So he doesn't yeah. have to knock the door and be like, Oh, is Clarissa home, please. And then they yeah. show him up and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, and and that, you know, we we've talked about all the characters there as well. That is essentially our core cast as well. There's like yeah, a that, of it. them. Yeah, it's it family that's and it. Sam. That's it. Yeah, and, and that's it. Occasionally you'll you know, Clarissa will go to school occasionally and you'll see some other people, but there's not really
1: that though, many other recurring
0: at, characters as such.
1: I mean, you've got a couple of recurring characters
0: who are in like the odd
1: episodes. I think there's one um uh in the end of the first series he bullied he was bullying Ferguson and Clarissa kicked his ass. And they ended up dating as fourteen year olds could ever no to the extent that fourteen old fourteen year olds would date. But they dated on the show and from season two till season four. But wow. he appeared in five episodes. Okay. So, you know, it, even though he was he was purported to be an important part of the character's life and her development and all the rest of it, we barely fucking saw him. Again, though, I guess that comes for it, though.
0: No, I, I was going to say, I think that comes down to the fact of it's almost like there's a conscious decision. They did not have her swooning over this guy every episode yeah. because he's just the guy that she's dating.
1: Yeah. Like, and, and, it's and that, that, that and... isn't
0: relevant information to us. As her friend. No. And until, um, until she wants it to be.
1: Yeah. And like, we talked about Friends earlier. I talked about Friends earlier. And that was kind of the thing with the first seasons of Friends as well. So you had your core cast and they were the bulk of the story every week. And then you may have had Gunter, you may have had Carol and Susan, but you didn't really have a lot of extras. Like Monica's parents, po- or Monica Ross's parents, popped up every now and again. But by and large, you could go five, six, seven episodes without seeing anybody. Rather yeah. than the core cast and maybe Gunter if they're in a coffee house because they needed somebody to work with a coffee machine.
0: And I think that serves two purposes, doesn't it? One is that it keeps your costs down. Yeah. And two is that it, it does, it just invites intimacy with those characters. I, and say, I it cements
1: your cast. You know, it it, it means you engage with those characters rather than trying to keep up. And again, coming back to friends. You look at the end where there were so many fucking supporting characters. Mm. It was nigh on impossible to know who the hell was who.
0: Yeah, I and you know that they've managed to maintain that through this show to the point of you know I haven't watched this show now for I guess twenty years probably. Oh fuck yeah! If not, no, more.
1: I, I haven't watched this. I mean, it, it reran, um, it reran on um, Nickelodeon. I think Comedy Central had it in the very early noughties, um, and not for long. I might be wrong on that, but I vaguely remember seeing it being re- repeated when I was in uni, um. And it was decent hangover fodder. I've got to be honest. Um, oh, I, I can well imagine it is. It's,
0: it's decent anything fodder. Not to spoil the end of this podcast, but I've, well, I've like, watched a, <laughs> a ridiculous amount of this this week. Yeah. If you haven't worked that out already. Yeah. Um, um,
1: but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was that sort of thing, and um, I've got what's going with it now.
0: Uh, I, I was just I was I was about to talk about the the intimacy this invited yeah. uh, with characters and the fact that I haven't seen it for twenty odd years that's and then it, you yeah. picked up on that yeah because I
1: mean um, that that I mean, that, I mean it's, it's pushing twenty years since I've seen it as well is yeah, the point and, I was going to make before and, I went
0: yeah and and so for me like I was I was excited to go back to it and because I hadn't seen it for so long like. I watched a lot of it. And when I say a lot, like I said, this thing was on every day and I watched it every day. It's not like it wasn't appointment TV. It wasn't like, oh, it's five o'clock or six o'clock, whatever clercis is on, I've got to watch it. it. Just so happened that this was the time when I would have finished my dinner. Mm. And um at, at this time I was playing in the in the brass band as well. Uh that didn't start till like seven thirty. So I had like an hour of T V time and this was what was on. So I would watch mm. this. It would kill that hour because fuck doing homework. Uh so that nice. Yeah. So I would watch this. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time with this family at a kind of formative time in my life. Now, in the intervening 20-odd years, they've kind of been pushed down to the back of my mind somewhere. Never really thought about it other than occasionally, yeah, Melissa John Hart would pop up and something. Yeah, it's Clarissa. She's always Clarissa. She's never yes. Sabrina. That's yeah. ah, Clarissa. Um, and then I sort of went back and started watching this. And within, honestly, within like a minute tops, I knew who everybody was. Yeah. Everything was comfortable. everything was it was like a pair of old slippers. It was yeah. just like, "Oh, yeah, that's what this is. And there's something really special about that, and yeah. there aren't many shows that can do that, not adult shows and not and not kids shows. There aren't many shows pitched to any audience that can do that. I think yeah. that could just that could just feel you could be away from for years. And you could just feel entirely comfortable just dropping back in. And I watched random episodes, mind you. I didn't see the pilot. I was just flat out randomly, a bit like I did with Sabrina, going, oh, I'll watch one from season one, one from season three. There's a season five. Just purposely hopping around just to see the development of the characters yeah. and, and the development of the performances, to see Melissa Joan Hart's teeth grow in. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I did the same. I mean, I, yes, I, I, I spoke to you a couple of hours ago, and I was struggling to find full episodes. I found, I could find lots of clips, and I, I had an, enough from those clips where I could pull together what we were talking about. But I, I wanted to watch stuff, you know, and and I found lots of places um, that were willing to stream it, um, not at all legitimately. Um, I found, no, I say, I found no, the the link you sent me to to the actual channel where stuff was where it's supposed to be. I found that that was great. Um, and yeah, so I watched the pilot I watched two from season one one from season three and one from season five just for the same reason just to see how the the style had changed and I mean I don't mean the sort of the fashion style but this is the the style of writing the style of performance how the characters had sort of evolved um and then how it ended and it's one of the things I, I very rarely do um and this let's say this would have been on live and kicking and when it first started I used to play football on Sunday morning and then I moved up an age bracket and I was playing on Saturday morning, so then I didn't see the la- the end, the last like two seasons of it. And it was only later on I g- I got to see those uh, in reruns. Um, but seeing, you know, going back and remembering how it ended, and there's, an, there's um the the last episode is kind of like a a, um, a flash forward episode whereby she's writing her last article for school, and it's where will people end up in twenty years? And um, Sam goes off to join like the fucking space force, and he's there in. The cockpit of an X-wing because they couldn't afford the whole thing and the royalties and all the rest of it. So he's there flying through space and then she's in this Murphy Brown parody um, where she's in a newsroom and you no know, she's Murphy Darling and she's you know, she's um, she's breaking some massive story and she she's only able to do it because uh, and the rest of the family are playing the, the are playing completely unrelated characters in this in this skit um, and yeah she gets to save the day but it's it's really it was a really interesting episode because she you no know, she kind of went through well what are other people going to be doing. And it wasn't just about her, it was about what are my parents going to be doing, what, no, what's Ferguson going to be doing, what is, no, what is life in general going to be like for the Darling family, and it was a really interesting way of ending it. Um, to which point, I, mean, I was quite surprised I, mean, I read um, that a couple of years ago they were planning on rebooting it um, or bringing it back, I should say, whereby based on um, the author uh, based on the writer's novel of 2015 Clarissa is now an adult and she has a family of her own, so she, you know, she's explaining through a very different lens. So she's the mother yeah. yeah. Um, and it was supposedly in development about three years ago and it hasn't materialized. So um, what happened to that? I don't know. I hope it's still, I hope it appears because I'd, I'd be down for that. I'd, I'd pay good money for that. Yeah. Um, and the book apparently isn't that bad either. You know, the, the, the 2015 book, uh called things I can't explain. And again, right. you know, she she's now in her late twenties trying to make sense of her life, which has kind of gone the way most of our lives go, whereby you don't get to have you know, the, the the big dreams you have. And those are the, the big things you're working towards don't necessarily work out and you kind of live a version of the life that is closest to what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that was a really interesting take and I, I only um, heard about that uh, or read about that today. So, I mean, that's something I might look look to pick up. Um, but when um, Melissa Joan Hart was interviewed about that, she was like, they, they talked about reboot about taking up Sabrina and they didn't really want to do that because Sabrina ended and they very consciously got to an end. And that was partly because um, they had more time Partly because I think there was a clearer direction as to what they wanted to do with the show and when it was going to end. And because she was producing it or her company was producing it, they had a bit more control. Whereas um, she, she went on record of saying that she would much rather do an, an extension or a revisit of Clarissa because it just kind of stopped. And yes, yeah. it got to that natural point where she finished high school and she was going off to, you know, to start her life. But we never really got to find out what happened after that. I think, and I think that was that was kind of her thing. Is that it just it just kind of ended, and that was it. And we didn't get to see her grow up. And we'd seen her go from being this sort of the young teen, embarrassed about wearing a training bra, and you know, talking about you no know, wanting to learn to drive, and talking about crushes, and talking, you know, and talking about things that teen, you no know, young teens, now young teenage girls talk about. Um, to a point where she was, you no, know, she was working towards being a journalist. She was working towards the end of school. So she had no. She had a goal, She was growing up. She was becoming more mature. But then we never got to experience her as that. And I think that that was kind of her thing, where she wanted to to go off and 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 do it again, just because there, there's no sort of closure for the character, really. It's it's, you know, think, it's a big opening it up
0: Yeah, I I think the nature of the show though, and and nature of of the format is that. It never would really end, you know. It's the same as with with a sitcom and, and with soap operas as well. Is when it times comes when the time comes to pull the plug, it's difficult to mm. do that because it's an it's kind of an ongoing narrative. Or in in Clarissa's case, no overarching narrative whatsoever. Mm. It's just about yeah, it's just life, isn't it? It's this character's life, and so you can dip back into that at any point mm. uh, and just and see what they're up to. And I very much feel like if that. Launch now, and if it was done well, um, it would just kind of feel like you were catching up with an old friend from school, well, yeah, and just seeing what they're doing and what they did with their life and where they yeah. are.
1: And I was gonna say, I mean, I, I mean, we're um, at an age now where that happens. Where I mean, I, there are people I haven't seen since the day we left school, and most of them were cunts who I didn't want to see again, and that's why I haven't seen them again. But there are quite a few who I genuinely would, would like to touch base with. Um there's, um, there's a girl who I got on very well with all through school who. We hadn't spoken since we were 16. And then she turned up on a job I was on uh, about three years ago, working for working for my client. Yeah. And I was like, how oh, fucking small is that world? And then yeah. earlier this year, before the world went to shit, I ran into a, another old school friend who I hadn't seen since pff, probably 2001. And we were on the same train every day. She just sits in a different carriage. Wow. And it's it's just, you know it's, it's that sort of thing. But it, it does have that feel whereby you can... Quite all, we'll, we'll grab a coffee when we get a chance. And you do sit down and you'll you have 20 minutes, half hour where you are just catching up on all the shit you've missed. And it just yeah. feels very organic and very natural. And I think you're right. That's, that's exactly what you have here. And yes. Okay. Circumstances would have changed. So I say in, in, in the reboot that was, that was talked about Clarissa was the mother. So she would have a child and her dynamic would have changed. Um, but we would know. We'd have caught up with uncle Ferguson. Who's now not an annoying little dweeb. Presumably he's you no, know, he's an adult with you no know, yeah. functioning fucking personality traits. Um, the parents would be fucking dodgery not dodgery grandparents, but they would be. Their role would change because all of a sudden their their role as parent is kind of done because the kids are grown up and they're now in grandparent mode, where it's just fill the fuckers with sugar and give them back. Or my be experience there. Yeah, Sam would have been locked up for breaking and entering. Um, <laughs>
0: well, yeah, only if they press charges. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I I'd be up for I'd be up for yeah. that, and I, and I feel like I don't yes, those characters would have evolved, but I don't feel like the show would be much different. I think perhaps no. it's more sophisticated and, and you move away from the canned laughter, but I think you can very much keep the flights of fancy. You can very much keep the direct camera because yeah. actually all of that works. And like I said, this this is, this is feels like the first through the door of those comedies, but actually those are tropes that have existed many, many other yes. times in any of the shows. But this just seems to get them all right. The, the yeah. canned laughter is really the only thing that i can point my finger at and go i really fucking hate that yeah, yeah. and and even when the performances like i say when the gags are corny or the performances are pitched to the stalls, it's because of that canned laughter that i notice otherwise i just go yeah but it's for 13 year olds
1: yeah exactly like, they're gonna I mean, find that funny you know? in, in all fairness um she did a sitcom a couple of years ago with um joey lawrence um called Mercer and joey um and she, well, she played a woman who had a normal job. She was a city councilwoman, or something. She, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't particularly exciting. She wasn't particularly high flying. But the, um, so the, the premise was that she took in her niece and nephew when her brother went to jail um, because he was in, he was embezzling money. And Joey Lawrence's character was his employee who was implicated, also. He had all his money, all his assets seized. So he was working as as her nanny for the kids, right? No, fairly no fairly straightforward concert concept. It's you know, two two people from very different backgrounds bringing up kids together. Been done a million times. But that works and even in that, you get the sense that she's not no, she's not playing Clarissa at all. But there are lots of similar characteristics because of the way she's the way she's reading that character. And the the work she's done to put it in, to go into the character where she is playing an everywoman. She's not playing somebody with superpowers. She's not playing a witch who's discovering herself. She's not playing anything spectacular. She's playing an ordinary, normal person, but in a very authentic way. And she just happens to be quite funny and quite corny and quite cheesy with some of the jokes she makes, like most of the people we know. And yeah. Most of the people everybody mean, knows. So that we all have friends like that. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my thoughts on,
0: on Melissa John Hart were, were expressed, I think, implicitly yeah. over on the Sabrina episode. I, I think she's fucking wonderful. I think yeah. she's a superstar. I think, like, I mean, look, it's not like she's on her ass or anything, but I think she deserves to be far bigger than she is yeah the career,
1: um, I, I never understood her career tra- trajectory me either um uh-huh. but who
0: knows who knows what happened there and and i'm not going to make any suppositions there either and and that again not
1: a dig. i'm not going to like who knows yeah. what happened in her personal life and stuff as well yeah. and it, um, i mean i'd imagine if we looked into it there's probably quite a bit written about it because the time that she would have been going through that would have been you no know, fucking national tabloid tastic. You know, it, it, it was, it was right for that news of the world and whatever the American equivalent was, was it fucking Tatler and Inquirer and things like that, which had made shit up. Um, yeah. So I mean, also well documented, I mean, yeah.
0: Also so, yeah. when you really start digging into a backstory as well, you get a politics and I don't want to, I,
1: I, I like it too much to, to read about your politics. Yeah. Um, I, I, Cause I, I, they're I, I, not pleasant. I'll no, be honest. I mean, I, I've been thinking of this a lot lately because obviously the American election just happened um, and that's all still fucking kicking off. Um, and politics is a difficult one because, to, yes, okay, you no, know, as you, you know, the idea is that you, you don't get exposed to stuff until you're an adult and you know, until you're old enough to make your own decisions and that. But we are very much indoctrinated from a young age. I yes. mean, the area that we're from, we vote for left wing parties because fucking right wing oh, conservatives no. fucked us all over. People that's
0: how it you, works. People around you would vote for a fucking dog if you put a Labour Party badge on it. Yeah, like exactly. that's that's how it works around here. And, and in
1: all <laughs> things, the, the the ward that I'm in at the moment, we've actually got a decent um a, a decent Labour uh, MP. So so have we, to be fair. Uh, that's
0: why but, I vote for them. But... I mean, hi-
1: historically, I mean, the the town I'm from, we had a we had a an M, a Labour MP who had been imposed for about thirty years, just because of the fucking ruin the 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 Conservative Party had, had laid on the area and the decimation of. Pretty much all industry in, in the area Be it coal and steel and all the rest of it So he was a fucking shoe in every election Because he didn't even have to turn up I think, I think every election he turned up once To do some, some canvassing And to make a speech in front of the steelworks Because it, it would look, uh, look good on the news He never fucking went to the town Yeah, um, And he still walked it And now he's fucking long dead um, But successively we've had Four different Labour MPs for that area Who went on a landslide every time and so that's something that we do pick up. And obviously, I said, of the areas that we're from, we're very badly affected by the, the, the conservative government of the 80s. So that whether you want it to or not, that informs your politics. And so, I mean, a lot of what you grow up with does kind of stick. And I think that's something that Americans are finding now is that people don't people don't pay attention to the issues. They don't pay attention to what's going on. They vote red or blue, depending on what their state does or what their town does and what their parents did.
0: Uh, and, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get political on this show. We never have, uh, not overtly, and and I won't either. But yeah, that is something that annoys me immensely. Um, you're entitled to to your opinion, and and I respect it, no matter who you are, as long as you can explain it to yes, me. Yes, that's it. And that's very important to me, <laughs> because yeah. if you can't, then it's not your opinion. Yes, uh, yes. That's somebody
1: else's opinion you've picked up, and I mean, I've I've always said. I mean, I had we had it. Uh, I'll, I'll move off this very shortly, but when we had the Brexit uh, vote in 2016, um, people said, oh, I, "I don't vote. I don't know enough about it." Pick up a fucking newspaper, pick yes. up a fucking book, and you know, yeah. and it's. I know people. Say, well, it depends on which newspaper you pick up. It might sway your opinions, but you pick one up and you go, oh, "I don't agree with that," or you pick one up and go, "Yeah, that's fucking right, that is," and that will kind of sway you in it. It will inform your decision without re- without you realizing it. But to to sit after oh I don't understand I don't know enough about it fucking horseshit that's just lazy, and you kind of deserve everything you get then.
0: Or to say yeah well I did that because my dad did it or I did yeah. that because that's what Facebook said. Yeah. Just understand what you're doing anyway. Moving on. Sorry I yeah. brought that. Sorry, my fault for yeah. talking about her politics. Um, yeah but yeah it's, but,
1: it's, it's a point that kind of stands because i mean her politics would have would have been informed by a lot of things in that respect as well so and
0: look I, again i choose to ignore them because i don't that's got nothing to do with no, with the show that's right so so i choose to ignore that um she is an incredibly talented lady uh i think she should do a lot more than she does and yes. i just i fight i'm not getting well i can't say it's going to make me biased sort towards of the show because she is the show and to me, I I'd watch her all fucking day long. Yeah. I think she's magnetic. I would watch her all day long. Yeah, I, I,
1: but, but I would take Clarissa over Sabrina as as as, every, as, a, as, a, as a binge every watch every time.
0: time. And look, there's there's less polish. There's less polish to her performance. She's clearly finding her feet. There's less yeah. polish to to the show in general. It's it's nowhere near as as slick as,
1: as Sabrina was. But again, um, that feels like a character driven show. Whereas this feels, as you said, this feels authentic. This feels like you're, you're hanging out with a friend.
0: It really, really does. And and I think I, I probably hit the best, uh, the best description of it earlier on when I said it was like putting a pair of comfortable old slippers on, because that's, that's what this felt like. And and for all, I remember um, I, just before um, recording the show, I thought I'd listen back to the Sabrina show as well, just to make sure I wasn't repeating myself. Um, but I, I summed up there by saying Sabrina was kind of the televisual equivalent of, of lift music in mm. that it was perfectly inoffensive. It wasn't yes. good or bad. It, it just is. was, I, I enjoyed it and it was, and it was kind of carried through on the strength of its star. And I, and I feel like this, this is that, but more so this is just, this is that, but I actually enjoy it and I would look for it. Whereas Sabrina, I wouldn't. It's like, if it's on, it's on. Yeah. Whereas this, like if I if, if you were to tell me somebody was picking this up now and it was rerunning again I'd be like oh okay well that's on on a Friday night or whatever now I'm not going to make an appointment to watch it just like I never did as a kid but if I know it's on and I'm not doing anything yeah I think I'd seek it out it's just it's just like and, and the, the best comparison for me of late is just like Render ghost it just feels like a lovely thing to watch like it's, yeah. it's wholesome it's innocent um occasionally it's very funny um yeah. not I mean, more gags missed than hit, but that is my age. I'm sure as a kid, I would have found them funny because... Not
1: only that. I mean, it's your age, but also the fact they are quite dated now as well. I mean, they are very much rooted in the 90s. Oh, my God, it's 90s.
0: Oh, my... We haven't even talked about the theme tune yet because that is another thing. Right. Now, now here's another thing. We talked about the lack of a musical hook in, in Raggedons last week, and that's the reason why it doesn't go around in your head. And we talked about how, like, that's one of the no shadow of a doubt, Ragdoll is one of the most memorable theme tunes of all time. And, and we said at the time, and I'm doing it now, as soon as you mention it, you have to play the whole theme through in your head. But you, it's a one done. You do the theme through in your, in your yeah. head and then it's gone. Fucking hell. I don't know how I managed to forget this theme tune existed. Yes. But as soon as I heard, nah, 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 nah it's all fucking weak. It's, yes. It hasn't gone anywhere. It, and instantly, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh yeah. And now that I was can't me as well. I was my head.
1: Yeah, like I was. So I've been flicking around stuff all day um, in between working because work's been a bit manic at the moment. And I found clips and, and I put a clip on and I was doing something. I've got two screens for me, So I was working on one and the clip was on the other. And that clip finished and I hadn't noticed. And then the fucking theme tune kicked in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. And then I looked. And of course, I I, had, I couldn't remember the video of it until I saw it. And as soon as I saw her standing there in the all white background, I was like, fuck.
0: I, there is I'm, something... I'm fucking
1: 11 again. I was like, oh, yeah. No.
0: There is something genuinely Pavlovian about yeah. my response to that, to, to these credits. Yeah. It, it's, like you say, it, it's just, it's transformative almost. You are instantly like a teenager again. And yeah. it's not, it's not even just her on the white background doing the writing on the screen. reaction, I remember the fucking outfits. I remember the outfits she was wearing in them.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't remember so much her outfit. I certainly remembered um, Sam coming on his skateboard and knocking the thing out of the way in his fucking green hoodie and looking at and you about five. She does the
0: karate kick and snaps yeah. and stuff. It, it, like, I remembered it all instantly. It yeah. Just, it just instantly came into 100% clear focus yeah. from the second it started. And I, I don't think I've had that with any of the other themes that we like. There are some that I just know because I've never not listened to them. Yeah, things like Ulysses and Jace, I've always listened. I was was going to say,
1: I I was going to say they're know they're better themes than you remember, but you remember those because they're fucking amazing. And I remember this one them. Yeah, yeah, and with this one, you, it's, I say, it's just like, oh fuck, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that, and I, you know, in six weeks time when we've had Christmas and shit like that. I'll probably forgotten it again.
0: Definitely. And then, and then, you know, that's great though, because then in maybe another 10 years time, you could rediscover it again. And that's kind of what this show felt like to me was that I, I remember loving it. I remember, and I was a bit nervous about going back because so often when we really love a show, it disappoints us. Um, and, and I remember loving it, but it, it just kind of lived in the back of my head in that very specific time period Yes. of, like, being in the front room of my grandparents between having dinner and going to band and just this being on the TV, and it was every weekday. It was always on, and that was just a real specific time period. But then that, that was lost somewhere in my head, and it would maybe pop in once in a blue moon. Yeah. So to actually turn it on and just be transported back there, there is something magical about that, and it speaks... It speaks to the quality of the show, not so much like now. like Kids today are not just not going to get it. There's no point no. showing it to
1: a kid today because it's so 90s. It's so irrelevant yeah. to them. And there's not they really an equivalent it. to it either. There's not, I mean, not that I'm aware of anyway, and I don't spend my day scouring kids' TV channels, but I'm not aware of a show that deals with the same thing in the same sort of ways in the same sort of style. I, think, I think there's that...
0: probably some on Disney Channel now because this style of show seems to have moved over to like Disney... X. Ex- no, XD's the XD. action one. Yeah, I, I it seems to have moved over to that kind of Disney sort of it's Disney mode. They, you know, they I think they kind of broke out with this no, whole the thing Vittorians with Hannah and, and, Hannah and stuff that. like that. And yeah, and then so so I feel like they've kind of picked up on this teen comedy thing now. They um, have but
1: I, again. I think they all kind of had hooks as well. They they did, It wasn't just about a girl being a girl. Yeah. they they had they had to hang. Uh, I think Icarly was some sort of. I only saw bits of it. She was some sort of fucking genius, or some sort of you know, mad inventor, engineer type thing who could make shit. And so, you no, know, and I may be wrong on that, that. I may be thinking something different. But the one, that, whatever it was, that I did see. It, it it wasn't just a person being a person and having a life, and you sharing that life. It was oh my god, there's something extraordinary. There's something to hang this on because kids don't have the attention. And even like where Nickelodeon went from from this show, they went, so they did Sister, so Sister, and Cal. They also did The um, Secret World of Alex Mack, which yeah. again, I fucking loved because the whole concept of having you know, them, they, 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 they unashamedly hung this, hung this entire thing on a girl who wasn't there swooning over boys all the time. She had shit to do she had a fucking never,
0: mission yeah that never connected with me and and maybe it I was because your
1: age, i think cuz by the time yeah, that came about, i was aging out about, you're right so you'd have be been 16 17 by the time they came about, well, i'd have been about i'd have been about 13 14 so it was so, again sim i'd have been sort of pushing her age as opposed to being past it
0: i think it's partly that definitely i think it's also partly again compared to clarissa and it's the reason i'll take it over sabrina as well is that it's it doesn't have that hook it isn't about anything it's just so easy yeah to put it it's, it's like the, the most modern equivalent i can think of to this show and it's a stretch but in terms of the feeling like when i've got fuck all to do i watch a lot of vlogs hmm. okay um just because they're easy you put youtube on you can watch vlogs, right um specifically i watch theme park vlogs uh it's it's that similar kind of thing of like well I. Like, I don't know these people and I'll never know these people, but I feel like I do because they're mm. talking to, to me, me directly to me and inviting me into their world. And I feel like that is the closest comparison I can draw. And it, and again, it is just easy. Oh, I've got 10 minutes. What am I going oh, to do? Stick vlog on. It's easy. Wash over me. Yeah, That's what this is. It's comfortable. And I, and I mean that as the best, like you could take that as a bad thing. You could take mm. that as it's being played safe. no, I think that's absolutely what they were playing for. And so I mean that as the highest compliment I can possibly bestow Mm -hmm. on the show. I think they absolutely get what they play for. Yeah. And I think for that reason, it endures in me and probably other people of our age that remember it. But I don't think because it's so dated, it will, it will bring anyone else in. Unfortunately,
1: I I think think this is always going to live in the the nineties. Yeah. I think that would be where they'd have to be careful if they if they do manage to get it off the ground and, and remake it. And we may have missed it. It may have come about and we've somehow fucking missed that I wouldn't have thought so, but it's possible. Um but that would be a trap that fall and I think that when you've had this I and mean, you have it with so many shows whereby they do have such a big gap before they come back, like everyday life has changed. Like you, you put on a show from 2005 fucking yeah. there's not such thing as a smartphone. Oh, yeah. you did have smartphones, but they weren't commonplace, they were the fucking brick things that nerds had. With a fucking stylus and you were there Fucking sending emails and shit Apart from that it was all flip phones and fucking snake Yeah So you, you translate that now where you have phone No you have smartphones that are more powerful than your computer You have a tablet that can do everything your fucking uh, Your PC can do And send shit to the moon You know That would have been unheard of So to, to go back to a show like Clarissa which is Fucking pushing 30 You would be very hard pushed to recreate that Without having to adapt it in a significant way To make it relevant um and that you know, maybe that's part of the part of the charm maybe that's part of the comedy is that you know, she 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 there's only so far you can go before your kids overtake you with you know, with what they can do with technology um and you no know, there's there's some form of you know, theory behind it which says that you know your 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 period of like you know, technological adequacy uh, adequacy is about 3 months and then you are you are completely outrun by it now, by the time you buy, you know, by the time you go to to uh, if you buy an off the shelf computer, for example, by the time you get it, it's already been superseded. It's already yeah. out of date. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing with, with, with that is that you'd have to be very you have to be so careful not to just show your age and to have outlived your usefulness and diminish the, the legacy. Yeah. And that would always be my worry. But then again, as you said, it's Mr. John, John Hart. And she generally when she does things, she does them well and she does them properly. And I so said that she did produce, um, Lewis and Joey, the two of them did. She produced, she produced Sabrina, a couple co produced it with her mother. She's produced various things over the years. She's directed, I think she directed some stuff as well, isn't she? Um, yeah. and but everything she does, you can tell you know, some people phone it in, some people half ask it. She she does it and she goes, Right, this is my job, this is what I'm doing. And if it's my job for a week or my job for a month or the job for the next 10 years, this is what I'm doing. And she, you know, you, you can tell that you know, she she believes in it, she's putting her all into it. So I think that if you know, if this thing does see the light of day, and so we haven't missed it, um, then I, it would be hard to to swallow that character is now a woman in her forties. But you know, just give it a chance. You know,
0: I I I don't know that it would because I'm a I'm a man just about to turn forty. So I I don't know. I again I would just feel like I think yeah
1: a lot of work would have to go into the character as I think. I think that's that would be the. That would be where it would fall down for me. The performance would be fine because, let's say, her performances are always good. I think it would if if it was going to fall down anywhere, it would be in the writing. Uh, but and, I, and not and not getting the character.
0: Yeah, but again, I, yeah, as, as long as you've got, I think as long as you get the tone right, I don't think you necessarily need to know what's gone on in the last thirty years. You I just need to know where she is now. Yeah. And who she and, is now.
1: Yeah, and you you'll pick it up from her situation, what she's been through in the last 30 years anyway.
0: Yeah, and, and she will tell you over the course of the show. She will tell you. Um so I, I would be up for it. But if that never happens, I'm kind of glad that this is a thing that's still in the world. Like you have to go look in for it now. As we say, it's it's not easy, but there definitely is a fan base out there that it that is keeping it alive. Yeah. And it is it is out there, and it's it's just nice to know that. Like like I'm I'm not once we've done with the show and we move on to the next one. I'm I've not got time to go back and watch more of it. But like I said, if all of a sudden it was to be airing and if at any given point I knew it was on, like yeah. I said with the vlogs as well, I knew it was on and I wasn't doing anything, hell yeah, I'll go and watch it for an hour. And an hour will probably turn to two. That's what happened this week. Yes. I've been like, Oh, I'll just watch one. Yeah. Then i then three later. You know,
1: oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like what happened there? Where did the time go? Because yeah. you just get so just wrapped up in it. Yeah. It's just comfortable. And and there's right now, twenty twenty, there's a lot to be said for comfortable.
1: Absolutely. So
0: yeah, I mean I mean, that's me with, with this show. Like I can't I can't find fault other than, yeah, it's cheesy now and again, but it's pitched at teenagers.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I it think didn't that...
0: bother me when I was a kid. So yeah, I, it I, only I think, bothers the, me now because I know better.
1: I, I think the level of humor is, is, is it's it's, it's pitched right. And I think that the difference is and I say we're Rapidly fucking approaching forty, unfortunately, um, and things that would have made us laugh when we were 13, 14, 15 fourteen, fifteen don't necessarily make us laugh now. Yeah, he says, knowing full well that for you know, a good old guy again, and we're in bits. Well, look, dick and <laughs> fart jokes will never not be funny, will they? No, but they, they no. do more than anything else. Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, th- that's natural that things aren't necessarily going to land now that would have thirty years ago. Yeah, but that doesn't make them bad, and it doesn't make them wrong. It just means that hopefully we're a bit more sophisticated now. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Uh, speak for yourself.
1: <laughs> I said maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, I think think that's about it for me. Like, I don't think generally the longer shows tend to be ones where I, I've got an axe to grind. Um, but I don't, I, there is no axe to grind with the show. I think everybody involved is great from like top all the way down. I think everybody in the cast does really, really well. I think yeah. it's it's well written for what it needs to be. Um, I think for its time in fairness, like yeah, it looks pretty fucking expensive as well. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, we've said about how a lot of these things would have been made to keep costs down, but at no point
1: does it look like an inferior product. Um But there's keeping costs down and there's not spending money. Yeah. I, they're two different things. Um and yeah, you're right. No, it, it 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 doesn't look out of place. No, and I think that's that's the thing with it, is that you if you were to look at it now compared to a show that was made no another show that's been made now. Yes, it might look a bit tacky, it might look a bit cheap, it might look a bit a bit gauche and whatever else, but it was of its time and it, it served a purpose. And on screen it looks good. The the, the way it's shot looks good, the way it's lit looks good. I don't have no, I, I don't have any technical problems with it. And we're normally pulling story apart, we're normally pulling logic apart. And there's none of that because it doesn't feel the need to delve into things that would challenge that. No,
0: it, it, it almost consciously dares you. To find a problem with that because it's not there Because they've gone, right, but this isn't about the story So there yeah, is, a, yeah, there, is no, there is no fucking story This is just what she's doing this week Yeah, And, and that's it She has one very specific problem That she's yeah. going to solve this week And the problem isn't going to involve a fucking bank heist Or yeah. or anything mad It's going to be It's almost like you get to the end as well Here's what I learned this week Yeah, And in some cases, it fucking that's literally it. Is that um, you know, speaking
1: of um, some problems of the week, did you see? Have you seen the um, the episode with Michelle Trachtenberg in? No. She's like five or six. I was going to say, fucking she hilarious. Must,
0: she must be like a tiny person.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was she was playing a very small bratty character that Clarissa was babysitting, who had a crush on Ferguson. Right. Um. And yeah, it's just you know, looking at that, and you don't have masses of uh, of big name guest stars. You've got her, um, Wayne Brady, and James Vanderbeek, and that's kind of it, really. And you say big names at this point, they wouldn't have been big. Oh, names. Would, no, not at all. I mean, they've just gone on to be, be big names. Big, yeah, Vanderbeek would have been about the same age as as Mr. John Hart. Wouldn't hadn't done anything at that point. Um, Wayne Brady, pff, I don't I don't know enough about his, his, his career, bro. I I wouldn't have recognised him at that point. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know, they they. Again, because they didn't go out of their way to have a massive cast, you you don't pick up these these cameos. And we've seen in other shows whereby you have had cameos from people at the start of their careers, uh, and they're memorable because people go on about them so much. But also they're forgettable because there's so many fucking guest stars in it. In yeah. this, I mean, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven recurring characters and about ten notable guest appearances. I mean, you're talking yeah. you're talking an overall cast of pro- for over five seasons of about fifty people.
0: Yeah. It's just it's tiny, isn't it? Really, you yeah. um, know. But, but it works that, you don't again. Need it. Yeah, and that's that's why they get away with so much because it's enough for me to just know what those characters are doing this week. It is almost a soap opera, almost. Yeah. It's just the fact that it doesn't run forever and ever and ever, and it's it's got more of a sitcom setup. Um, I've loved it. I've I've thoroughly loved rewatching this. I'm I'm glad I have because I really was nervous mm. going back to it. I, I really didn't want to hate this. Um and, and thank you know, I, I can't say it's better than I remember. It's it's not, mm. but it's it's
1: it's no, what I remember though.
0: It's no worse either. Yeah, it is exactly it is exactly what I remember. And I think that might be the first time that's happened on this show.
1: If um, it has happened before,
0: it's very rare. Um, it is, yeah, but it is exactly as I remember it. And that's, that's just a, a lovely thing. It's it's a wonderful feeling to have something from your childhood that has been preserved, almost fucking fossilized, yes. to be honest.
1: Um, I, I think that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same as I, I went into this a little bit nervous, more so when I couldn't find the fucking thing, mm. because that's generally a bad sign as well that nobody wants to put it out there. No, no no distributors are wanting to pay for money to put out there. No, no fucking bootleggers are wanting to put out there either. That's when you know, you're in trouble because nobody's pirating in it. Um, and so, you know, to, to then find a, a proper, you know, a proper channel and actually be able to watch it, you no, know, watch it uh, properly. And then see that it's actually, for, you know, it is actually for sale in dispatches. Um, that was encouraging. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched, I say, I think four or five episodes um, didn't have a great amount of time. I say work has been a bit manic and other projects have kicking over as well. Um, And yeah, so I put it on thinking, right, this is either going to be average or it's going to be dog shit. And either way, I'm not coming out of this with any sort of positivity as normally happens, because normally the the telling thing with this show is that we are considerably older than we were when we watched these things. So they don't translate as well. And I was I wasn't pleasantly surprised by this. I was fucking amazed um, how well this has held up and how just completely inoffensive and delightful it was. I could sit there and watch this all day. Yeah, if it wasn't too. for the fact it's you know, it's getting late. I've been up since three and I'm fucking knackered and I've got to get up at three again in the morning. I would quite happily stay up all night and watch this shit. If I was in the office tomorrow, that would be my shtick. I'd be right, I'll stay up all night and watch this. And I can stick this on my iPad if I was in the office or while I'm working at home, I can stick it on my second screen and just you know, let it play, you no, know, let it play in the background. And I I don't need to be watching for set pieces. I don't need to be looking for subtlety and you know, little nods and little winks and anything else. I just need to listen to the talking. Yeah. And that's you no, know, that's what it's about. And I mean We've said, we've said before, so jokingly and not, that the stuff that we write and the stuff that we make, it's generally people talking. Yeah. And that that may be why this appeals so much, because it doesn't have to be this bright fucking shiny endeavour to be entertaining. No,
0: no. You just need you just need smart writing and a good cast. Yeah, you need compelling characters. And this characters. has both. Yeah, that's it. This has both.
1: So yeah, I mean, I'm I I may not have time, but then again, I will probably find time at some point when things calm down a little bit. To go back and watch more of this because I mean I, having dipped in and out of it very briefly this week, I'm now thinking right I want to go back and pick out where some of these things happen where we do see her teeth growing back in, where we do see where where you have different writers coming back in and so some of the subtleties of their episodes because you always have that with you know, Doug Petrie's episodes will be you know, them- them- thematically be the same, stylistically be the same, but there's always nuance in some of the words they use or some yeah. of, you know, some of the some of their syntax will be different. I'm just picking up these things and picking up where the writers have developed where the the, the showrunners have developed and just how how this show has evolved so in such a way that it hasn't become an incredible pastiche of what it started as and that's what a lot of these shows do.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. It, I, at no point do I remember it as a child becoming a pastiche of itself. Um and look we I mean I know kids are dumb but I was I was old enough to have known better at this point if it was getting mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I said, I've, I've watched shows from later in the run and
1: it's just it's good. Yeah. So I think you, you do get some like fairly childish jokes. Like um, There's one where I think it's from the first season or the first or second season whereby um, Marshall is trying to you know, he, he's trying to do something at school with like a parent teacher thing or it's a, um, a, like a career day or something. And he's trying to be cool. And she you knows she 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 presents it like it's an old school horror film. Um so with the black and white, no, the the black and white screen and the, the white um the white titles and all the rest of it, and so the soundscape. Um but it's just really clever, really inoffensive. But then you move on from it and it's an easy gag. Yeah. But it's and there's just so many things like that. And as as the show goes on, the, the humor does evolve slightly because the characters get older. So that it's you know and it would be very difficult to have a nineteen year old playing a fifteen year old making jokes as though she was thirteen. Yes. So they've yeah. kind of, they they've they've let the character grow up. As they've gone through, it. and I think that's really impressive as well. And to go back and see how they've done that—that's something I'd be really interested to see how they've just let that character evolve and how organic it's been. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, and I think a lot of that might come down to the style of, like I said, like you just touched on there. There are these slightly surreal elements where Clarissa will narrate what's gone on to you via the form of a, an imaginary skit where all of a sudden she's on the fucking moon, or she's yes. underwater, or she's or, wherever she or is. Or a computer
1: game. She's animated. She's, does, she's yeah. coded. Yeah. Fucking random. Right um, yeah, so
0: you know, you, you just you get more sophisticated with those setups, I suppose, is, is yeah. what happens there. But yeah, I, I I agree. If it was if I had more time, I probably would watch more. I don't have more time, so I won't. But yeah. if it was if I if I knew it was easily available, if I could just if it was happened to be like on any given channel and I could just go bang, there it is. Yeah. I mean if it was if it was on fucking YouTube, I'd I'd be finding it on YouTube um and and just go no oh, i got 10 minutes get on my phone much yeah. closer it's not on youtube it's not that easy um it is it is out there as we say there, there by are, legal are means so there are there
1: are yeah um, nickelodeon have several channels um on youtube and it's i mean there were fucking like nine of them or some shit like that i'm
0: i'm looking into this nickelodeon streaming thing i do have a prepaid american card so if they'll take that i'm fucking i'm
1: all over that yeah tell you um know. But yeah, so I mean, talking about YouTube, so they're, Nickelodeon do have an official channel where they do show clips, and they, they've edited clips together, they put titles and stuff on them, so, and it's all part of a, a bigger theme. But yeah, there's, there's loads of stuff there. So you know, if, if, if you can't find episodes, you just want to dip your toe in, just Google, uh, just YouTube, Clarissa Explains It All, and go nuts.
0: Yeah, and look, if you, if you don't remember it, then this is nothing, like, you, you're not going to get it. If, if, you weren't to there if, time, if you don't
1: remember, you're not going to listen to us for the last fucking hour and a half.
0: No, if uh, you never know. Um, but if, if you weren't there first time, then this has got nothing to offer you, honestly.
1: But well, maybe if, it does. No, I mean, again, I'd be interested to hear that. If people are watching it, you know, people do off the back of this, watch it for the first time. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I mean, please
0: do. And, and again, if we've got it wrong, like if you think this is a pilot dog shit, uh, then, tell us why. Yeah, tell us why. Again, uh, we might make fun of you a little bit, but <laughs> no, we don't you know, do that. Feel, feel free to have a go back. We I don't give a fuck i've got black yeah. skin um but either way we're always happy to hear from you guys you know we, and and look i am saying all of that with tongue firmly in cheek we are always happy to hear of you guys all feedback is good and it is all taken on board
1: uh we do take it in so yeah let us know your thoughts yeah uh and with that in mind um if you do want to reach out to us you can find us on Twitter at SMPDPod. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can pick out our previous episodes, leave some feedback, which is uh, what, uh, what Arthur did uh, for the last episode, on Facebook with we'll the Double Um Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 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 Stitcher uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, leave us a review, like, comment, share, subscribe, we'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time. Were you thinking of sketches then? Were you up on a
0: 90s vibe and you just had sketches in it? Did, is that what happened?
1: I'm probably it's probably that i four beers in and I can't fucking remember what I'm saying
0: that's probably more likely so yeah until next time see you later <laughs>